The following episode is brought to you by Binro. Products designed and built to meet or exceed the needs and demands of professional photographers and filmmakers worldwide. Find out more at binrousa.com. You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? It's Brandon. Hey, it's Michael. And we're filmmakers. And we're drinking all sorts of stuff today. Cheers, <laughs> man. Cheers. So uh, I've got a hot coffee. You've got yourself some uh, some energy water. It looks like an energy water situation you got there. It's a perfectly isotonic energy <laughs> drink made here in Cincinnati, which is pretty awesome. So. Awesome, man. So we're uh, so we're not drinking bourbon today. Actually, you're not even drinking. Like I'm not drinking at all. At Nothing. all. Nothing. To which last time you were here, you shared a bourbon with us, and you had this great uh, sort of you know. You're 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 a, a comedian. That's so yep. if you didn't catch the the prior episode with Michael, uh, so you had this great, really funny bit on drinking and um, cutting back, and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. So what's happened since then? Get us up to speed. Yeah, I was uh, uh, you know kind of kind of the previous story, the previous bit was uh, about how much I how much wine I drank, and I used to buy wine at Walgreens a lot, and you know that kind of stuff, and. My doctor had kind of been on me for a while and, uh, you know, finally had that blood test where he, I think he said uh, something about liver enzymes. I'm like, all right, I'm out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the so enzymes were... were the, the liver, yeah. yeah. That's one of those things you want to keep. So in general, you would rather keep your liver. I'd rather keep my liver, <laughs> yeah. I can always get a kidney from yeah. a friend. Or the black liver's, market. Yeah, but yeah. liver's just the one. Yeah, it's a deal. Yeah, so I just, uh, I was like, eh, I'm done. I was ready. It was. It was just sort of like, yeah. you, you know, you you know, when you're a heavy drinker, you know, you're, you know, it's not right. Sure. You know, it's unhealthy and and uh, so yeah. So, and well, you was, look great, man. Have you oh, lost thanks. some weight? I lost some weight. I've been working out, uh, lifting some weight. Well, I not not really lifting weights. I do the sure. machines. You sure. Know? Yeah. I, when I work out, I like to have a comfortable yeah. seat. Uh, <laughs> but. I don't like I don't like, I don't like uh, people I don't like talking to people in the sure. gym. The whole you know yeah. will you spot me? I'm right. like no, I'm not. But uh, yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, so it was way easier than it should have been. Okay, I feel like I mean nothing against like you know all the whatever twelve step programs everything, sure, but sure. I just I just quit and it's weird too because I used to drink at home alone mm-hmm. and now like I hang out almost exclusively in bars and it's like <laughs> it's like it's nothing. It doesn't bother me at all. Right, so it's like. Like I said, I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. It's different for everybody. It's different for yeah. everybody, and uh, yeah, it's just fun. To, I like to joke about it. So, and, so in addition to that, last time when we were catching up, I think you were you were unemployed. I was unemployed. You were yeah. you were freelancing. You were flirting with shooting stock photography with Dissolve stock yeah. footage. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. going on in your life. Get us up to speed. What's happened since then? What are the what, what's going on with you? Yeah, a lot of a lot of it's still going on. I um yeah, so I got laid off in February. I like to say. I say semi-retired. That way, like, I intend to go back full-time. So that it'll be really cool, like Brett Favre coming out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I just, so I'm semi-retired. And I'm freelancing, and uh, that's been, that's kept me way busier than I thought. Okay, uh, cool. And uh, the first, you know, the first month of freelancing was kind of, kind of an adjustment for somebody that's, yeah. like, typically worked a day, a day job, uh and so for a while, you know, I couldn't really get into the rhythm. And then once I did, I, I kind of liked it. I was like, yeah, I get up really early in the morning and work really hard till about, you know, one and then go to the pool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take a long nap. And and then the other thing is that like, you know, after I quit drinking, I was like, 
God, I felt like my energy is like through the roof. Yeah, so like you're, I can you're jamming. I'm just jamming all the time, and um, yeah, I started shooting uh, stock stock video back in the spring, and submitted a you know I've got like almost 500 clips on Dissolve, wow. and then I wow. finally got my first royalty check. That's awesome, so man! All, Isn't yeah, that cool? That it, was a very very cool because feeling because too. I think people there's still this misnomer out there where people think that like actually getting paid from stock is not a real thing like yeah. you upload and then you're never really going to get money but but it does it, it pans out if you do the work and you you really keep at it, it it can generate income it's funny too because the clips that sold you know, i spent a lot of time you know i went through all my archives and, and sent them all that dissolves mm-hmm. awesome you just send them yeah they have a great have. program for that i mean the liftoff yeah. program is super they're very supportive and encouraging and uh sent all that stuff to them and then i started shooting you know i, I shoot a lot of food even freelancing yeah. and uh and i like macro food so i started shooting a bunch of that like bowls of rice and beans and all that kind of stuff really proud of all that stuff none of that no one's even looked at those clips <laughs> it's like all the old stuff that i had is the stuff that people cliche type yeah stuff, and the yeah. stuff the the clips that the my the first clips that sold are uh, some things I shot in an old um, record shop of just hands flipping yeah. through old CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You That's know, cool. But, but, and it's cool it, hipster stuff. I would love to know what it's being used for, though. Yeah. That's the one thing. I don't know if there's a way to find out. I, huh. you know, if uh, you know, Shar's listening right now. I'd love. Yeah, to, I don't, I'd like to know if it's, is it in like a cool little yeah a short movie or is it? Uh, I don't know. So uh, that that is that is interesting that you said that because I I've had that thought as well as. Some of these people who've shot an enormous amount in their stock libraries, like they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like a they're like a virus. You know, it's like they've touched a little piece of everything. Um, so very interesting. And, you know, imagine all the different. And you got to think when you upload that, like you're also giving up sort of control. I mean, you could be being used in some corporation that you despise. Yeah, it could yeah. be you know be used by a politician you don't agree with. It's, yeah. It's you uploaded. It's there for the masses. It's stock. It is, yeah. And that was that's kind of a uh, interesting, especially too. Like after I get through all my archives, I start shooting stock. Yeah. The weird thing that the hardest thing about it was, what am I going to shoot? Like yeah. you sit down, like okay, today I'm going to shoot some stock, and you're like, oh my god, what am I? Yeah, gonna where shoot? do you start? So have and, you, uh, is it is that something like have you worked that into your routine? Are you is that something you're continually doing, or is it tapered down? Or it tapered down a little bit because I got so busy with freelance. Yeah, um, I know. I threw. I, I had a couple people I sent your way. Yeah, I don't know if any of them ever panned out. But yeah, a little bit. But uh, but uh, definitely uh, once I got busy with freelance, then I. Also started to uh, get back into more creative directions. I'm actually doing the freelancing I'm doing is tapping into my entire career yeah. now. So it's creative, it's writing, it's design, sure. digital. You know, I've designed some websites. L- and let me let me so. for the for the listeners who are on the bubble. Um, how long did it take when you kind of told the world, "Hey, I'm freelancing now"? Was there a ramp up period? How long did it take before you started kind of you know getting calls and leads and and sort of that sort of thing? Uh, it was like eight hours. Really? Like, <laughs> it was a weird thing. So, like, I got laid off on a Thursday, and I went home. And the next morning, uh, I called uh, a guy that I used to work with who mm-hmm. owns an agency downtown Cincinnati. And, and I said, yeah, I got laid off last night, but, uh, uh, you know, what's going on? He's like, well, you know, where are you? And I was like, I'm fine. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll do some free. He goes, no, like, where are you right now? <laughs> He's like, can you come downtown? So I went downtown, and, it, and he gave me an assignment right away, and, and – uh, it had been about uh, about six years since we worked together, so you know it was yeah. like, hey, we need to get to know each other a little bit. We didn't end on bad terms, sure. but um, you know, anytime you've gone through kind of a breakup, it's like, or even a friend that you lost touch with, yeah. it takes you a little while to get you used to each up. other again. You got to yeah. ramp up, 
and I, it's just been like you know full on well, since great, then. Man. So that's uh, awesome. Now, in yeah. addition to the to the work in the advertising and, and film and that sort of deal, are you still? I think you're like you've amped up on your comedy as well, right? Yeah. You've got a big gig coming up, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I had well, I just had one this past week. I just hosted uh, my first weekend at Go Bananas right. in Montgomery, uh, and that was a big one. The, you know, there's there's uh, stages, sort of career steps in, in comedy. Sure. And there's not that many. They're kind of like belts in karate. Uh, you go from amateur, you know, slash open micer to host, and then uh, you know, features the middle guy and then headliner, and that that's pretty much it. Sure. So, uh, you know, getting to host, especially a place like Go Bananas, is you know really it's like Louis C.K. has mentioned it before is one sure. of his favorite clubs. It's one of the top clubs in the country, huh? And uh, so that was a big deal. Six shows. So ho- what's hosting? That's just setting up each guy, being the segue, filling the dead you, air. You go up. Well, you go up first and do ten minutes, ten to twelve minutes of your own material. Okay. And then uh, and then you run through a couple announcements. You know where the fire exits are and everything like that. And then you introduce. The feature act, he does 20, 25, sure. and then you get back up and introduce the headliner, does 45 to an hour. Then you come back up once more at the end and, and uh, thank everybody for coming. And That's awesome. That's it. So it's uh, That's a lot of FaceTime. It's a lot of FaceTime. Six shows in one weekend wow. uh, is a lot. And, and you know, the thing, I think the hardest thing for me was when you're used to, uh, you know, we sort of train in like five-minute increments, five-minute sets. Sure. You know, they call it a late show set. And you, you're used to doing that five minutes, getting the lights at four. You've got a minute to wrap up, and then that's it. My time, that's my time, and you get off stage. So to to do a ten to twelve minute set, uh, which I had enough material, but you're you're not used to doing that much yeah. at one time. Yeah, yeah. And then you're you're done, but you have to stay up there and introduce somebody else and run. Sure. So that those you extra that, couple, yeah, extra couple things that you know you're going to have to do at the end of that set that you've yeah. really not done that much. In that, so it's enough to kind of throw you off a little bit. So it really it's, it isn't until later in the weekend. So you that we can't. Get. So you can't just walk in and, and wing it. You got to come prepared. You got to say, okay, you come prepared mentally. But, okay, here's where. Okay, I know this is going to happen. That sort of thing. Yeah, and I hang out there all the time. I mean, sure. I go to shows every weekend there and watch yeah. other people do it. So you know, you think you're ready, but still, you get yeah. up there and it's 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 a lot. You know, now you've got you've got the there's a benefit coming up, right? Yeah, I got a benefit this actually this Tuesday, right? Uh, Next for, or this coming Tuesday, then this Tuesday, coming Tuesday, August 9th. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I think me and Alex are going to come. That's we, awesome. Uh, I know, I know, I'm show. coming for sure. I I texted him before and I was like, hey, let's plan this ahead of time. Make sure the wives got the you know the kids, and yeah, the yeah. animals and all that stuff. Uh, that's going to be so. It. I, I think we're coming. That's going to be. I'm going to be hosting that. Yes. So basically, you're going to see what awesome. I did last weekend, and then uh, we got six of the top comedians in Cincinnati. A uh, couple are, are pros, uh, and then we also have a surprise kind of guest. Uh, surprise guy. Uh, his name's Sammy Obed. He's uh, from L.A. and he's just cool. passing through. And it was a lot of comedians. Yeah, a lot of p- comedians when they pass through a town, they're like, "Hey, anything going on this night?" He's been on Conan, so I mean, yeah. he's he's a he's he's awesome. So he's going to do a a guest set right up top. So that's it's gonna awesome, be an awesome man. show. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's yeah, exciting yeah, yeah. to hear. It looks like things are really jamming for you. Things are going well. You yeah. got any, what else is going on in your life? You got any love interest? Anything happening? You know, what's... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's yeah. It's just <laughs> it's. Re- I t- I turned forty eight this summer, and you know I, I've never been married and. You know, I'm still single, and it's just like it's a, just a red flag for women. <laughs> Seriously, if you've never been married, it's like you're. They assume you're either gay or you're a psychopath. Like those are the two. Those are the only two choices. I don't know why. It's like so. Speaking of, speaking of psychopaths, on the way over to the studio, I had an Uber. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but uh, I had an Uber driver that didn't talk. 
And that like it alarms me. Like I feel like there's a certain things you know, and you know that happen. You get into a cab or whatever. Uh, a cab. I'm used to a cab. You know, maybe not saying anything. You know. Yeah, yeah. But an Uber, it's like a different experience. You know, it's usually a friendly greeting. You know, that sort of thing. Hey, how's it going? How's your day? Nothing. And I was a little worried that I might not have made it to this taping <laughs> because you speaking of sociopath. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? With, with a with a, a driver of any sort. Do you talk? Do you not talk? What are the What are your rules for engagement? That you, you know, I don't. I don't. At what point do you start freaking out? Like, oh crap! I'm gonna. This guy's gonna eat me. Yeah, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I, I I've never taken an Uber, uh, and you know I've taken cabs before, but I'm I'm generally. I, I'm the problem in that scenario because I'm not, <laughs> like I don't I I really don't I'm very uncomfortable in elevators with people and in closed spaces so I'm not I'm not creating a lot of conversation at all and then <laughs> if he starts one uh, I I'm like very unresponsive so I was at I was at a barbecue place uh, just about a month ago and I ordered carry out barbecue and. The woman behind the register, I don't know how, I mean, I paid by credit card, so obviously it's sure. how she happened. She just gave me the credit card back, and she's like, so you prefer Mike or Michael? And it just struck me. I'm like, why are you, I, I prefer not answering that your question right now. <laughs> you're like, like, why do you care? Why are you asking me that? It's like, there's a reason you're wearing a name tag, and I'm not. It's not so we can get to know each other better. I was like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I just gave you my preferences, oh, and this gosh. conversation ended with like coleslaw <laughs> on the side. And, like, just, it was just weird. I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. So I don't yeah. I don't do well at all in this situation. Well, and and it's an unfair advantage when someone else has a name tag, right? Because it's like you know their name, of course. Yeah. You know? It's uh, it's tough. Like I, I sometimes like you know, on a, if you're on a big set, uh, you know, it's sometimes hard, especially you know, uh, as director. Everyone knows the director, but you might have twenty people on set. Like it's almost impossible to always, especially if new people, if new faces. So you always feel horrible. You know, you're like, "Oh, what was your name again?" Or, uh, you know, "Hey, you." And you yeah. know, the regular guys, you you know, you know their names and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of you know that sort of thing when you know the name tag. The name tag's kind of an unfair advantage. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I have something over you. Or you have something over me. It's this sort of uneven playing field. So I don't. I don't. As far as Uber, I don't. I've never taken one so i don't really know it's like is, but is the idea that versus a cab is it supposed to be more friendly oh, is it sp- well, supposed uber's, to be like uber's great a guy just giving you a, like a friend well, giving you okay, a ride it's, or? it's it's about the ease of you know it's about the ease of being able to tell the driver to pick you up exactly where you want to be instead of having to look and wave down a cab yeah but in general i feel like the sort of the unwritten social rules is that yeah uber's a little friendlier it's like your your buddy down the street you know, or your your best friend versus, you know, the cab driver. Well, you know, he, you don't know him. He's a cab right, driver. Right. He's just getting paid to drive no matter what. I can't wait till they, like, Ubers have, you know how Tesla has that auto drive yeah, car? Yeah, which, like, killed somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that in a second. I got a funny story about that. But uh, so I just can't wait till, till, till Uber drivers start using Teslas with the auto drive. Like, does he, like, yeah. show up and he's in the backseat, like, work, working on his college paper and you sitting there? How weird would that be? He's like, no, you're yeah. fine. No, you're good. It's fine. There's only there's only been several fatalities because of this system. Oh no God. big deal. Yeah, that guy, that was yeah, crazy. The, the guy heck? was watching a, a – it so it's not funny, but it is a little bit. He uh, he was watching Harry Potter. That's, the, to me, the one of the funniest parts about it. He was watching Harry Potter on DVD, right. which – if you're going to watch a movie, 
about magic and sword. What a great movie to it's watch! Not bad. Like, while da- the car's driving the, itself. Yeah, the right? new uh, the new book's out too. Yeah. My daughter's obsessed. So so yeah, he's watching a t- uh, a, uh, a flick that's not bad. Yeah, and, and then, then it <sighs> went underneath a, a truck and then like just took the top of the yeah. you know turn it into a convertible. But the car, I guess, kept driving for about another quarter mile for for the car finally figured out kind of what was going on. I was just like, how great would that be if the car just drove all the way home? <laughs> Can you imagine his wife's in there like, like kids, I think your dad just pulled up. <laughs> Time for dinner. It's like, it, yeah. He, oh, and it's watching Harry Potter, he, he felt he like went through some porthole at the train station. Oh, my gosh. And in a new realm. Yeah. It's funny. It's so, not funny. Though. But I got, I got a buddy that is a manager up at the Tesla dealership, and he took me for a drive. And he's like, uh, it is weird. Yeah. It is really, really weird. Because I, I was in the passenger seat, and he's like, look, no hands. And I just kept wanting to reach over, going, "This yeah, yeah, cannot yeah. be safe." But he's like, "They, uh, you have to, Tesla's like, you have to pay attention ten percent of the time." Sure. And but they don't, you don't know when that ten percent. Yeah. You have to, you have to actively do something ten percent of the time. But but the other ninety percent of the time, you're supposed to pay be paying attention to be ready for that. 10%. And isn't that kind of that's a- driving? <laughs> That's driving. <laughs> There's no, no auto drive about it. Like, that's driving. So. Yeah. But uh, just because they, you know, cruise control eliminated the slight pressure of the foot. Exactly. <laughs> which was nice. What else do you need to eliminate? Yeah. I, so the whole thing is oh, freaky. Gee, that's uh, crazy. Speaking of films, you mentioned that the Harry Potter and that incident. What have you been watching? What have you been up to, man? What have you been, what have you been uh, taking in? Or have you been too busy? I've been too busy. And I, I, I honest, I, I get really hung up on archival stuff on youtube like i'm either watching like old videos of of comedy or um i just i love i love just interviews i love yeah you know uh you know all that kind of stuff and so i don't and i have such a short attention span so for me like movies have always been that's why i said like short documentaries love right feature feature length it's hard to get there. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. So how far down the YouTube rabbit hole will you go? You know what uh, I mean? Because like it's shockingly, it gets it gets pretty it, yeah, weird. And, and the 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 spinoffs become like they can be random or they can be really tied in or they like you start out watching something about farming and then next thing you know, like two hours later, you're watching you know God knows what. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll follow it. I'll follow it all the way. Pretty <laughs> much. It's great. I, I don't have it. You have. I don't have an Apple Watch. Yeah. I'll get one the second they come out with a feature that when your heart rate drops to zero, it deletes your entire internet history. <laughs> like I don't mean just your browser. Like I delete. I live alone and I delete my browser history yeah. every day. But I mean like everything you've ever Googled because yeah. that stuff is scary. Oh That yeah. stuff is permanent. It's just and it they, knows. And it, it tracks. Yeah. The internet knows. It, it knows. knows. It knows, what, it knows you what you want to buy, what you want to do, who who you. Yeah, the whole deal. And I think the the so are you like so are you like a are you like a uh, are you like paranoid about this? It seems I'm getting a sense that you're a little worried about it. No, I do. I, I joke about it on stage. I mean, the whole thing is like I <laughs> when you combine my age and my marital status with the weird stuff that I look at. Like I googled, so, I don't even heard of it. So IKEA, I couple, about a couple weeks ago, IKEA recalled one of their bedroom dressers because uh, yes, I got it. I have that. The one. mom, I have it. I have, the I have it. But it kept tipping over and well, because some little kid was climbing on it. Yeah, well, this is a deal. My like, wife freaked out. It, so it it killed, it crushed it as six kids, right? Which is terrible. 
But if you read farther, six kids since 1989. And yeah. my first reaction was, that seems like a reasonable amount of kids. <laughs> like, like really? You're going to read? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so I Googled common child deaths just because I was curious to see how many children die a year of this. And I'm like, God, this is like they know now. Yeah. You know, that's like so close to Google. Like I picture people in a room, like a team of people that – are are doing the you know trying to figure out what to recommend next, and they're like, "Does he mean like how to make a child's death look like an accident?" <laughs> it's just weird. it was like I'm, I'm I don't know how I'm on not on a watch list. Uh, I mean, funny, really, man. that's crazy. And there's no way to find out if you're on a watch list because if like there if there was like a website yeah, that you could you go would, to, you, <laughs> you, would, you would be on a watch list. Like if you weren't already on it, they'd put you. Like if you Google yourself, yeah, you've got something to hide. <laughs> I mean, that's the way that works. <laughs> It's like so checking your credit. So yeah. if you check your credit score, it sucks. Yes. I guarantee you it sucks. <laughs> so a, a lot of what you're talking about is uh, is is bringing up for me what happens in Mr. Robot. Have you seen Mr. Robot? Mm-hmm. So Mr. Robot is this sort of uh, this sort of uh, what do you call it? anonymous style hackers world. Basically, there's this kid and he uh, played by Rami Malek and he aims to hack and take down all the banks of the world. Basically erasing everyone's debt. So this whole TV series, which is great, it's on USA, is this total paranoia trip. And you're just like, what is going on? Who's watching who? Is this watching me? So it's rubbed off on me. So the reason I was I wanted to talk about this paranoia, I had a weird incident the other day at a grocery store. And it freaked me out. So the wife said we need to pick up some garlic. I got my 13-year-old daughter. We go to the grocery store. I'm checking out. We got the garlic and a couple other fruit items from the produce section. And in walks this guy. He has a hat on. And um, if, if you're listening, guy, out there, if you're listening, if you're watching me, if you're following me, uh, I'd love to meet you. I don't know what it is you want from me. It's like a Craigslist misconnection. But this guy <laughs> this guy kind of walks in, and he's giving me the the eye, air quotes, the eye, giving me the eye. Not the stink eye, but sort of the stare down eye. And I kind of disregarded it at first. And then I went, did he just give me the eye? And then I look up and he's still giving me the eye while walking. So as he's walking, oh, he, dude, if he's as, walking he's, and looking. as he's walking, he keeps turning his head to, to, to have his eyes on me. And I'm like, what? Is happening. Of course, I've been watching Mr. Robot, so I'm paranoid. I feel like the whole world's watching me yeah. and that they're trying to take me down. And I'm like, what is going on? So immediately, sort of my uh, my instincts kick, kick in. My child's standing next to me. So I start thinking through all the Jason Bourne scenarios. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, if this happens, I'm going to react this way. I'm going to utilize my elbows. They hit the hardest. I can duck and cover here. I'm looking at exits. I'm looking at how I, how I can use a... Uh, uh, whatever's in front of me as a weapon. Like I got this whole scenario that like is flashing before my eyes, and I, and so I, he kind of goes out of my periphery, and then he's gone, and I'm like, where is he? So I'm paying, we're checking out, and I see him in a further back aisle, and he's walking, but he wasn't looking at me. So I was like, okay, I'm just paranoid. Too much Mr. Robot. This is crazy. So we go outside. We're pushing the cart, and sure enough, peculiarly, he comes out after we do. And I'm like, I got my keys. I open the automatic trunk. So I now he's stu- following you. Well, it feels like it. I get the stuff in. The daughter's in. Of course, I'm trying not to lose my cool because I've got my daughter. I don't want her to freak out. And I'm like, all right, all right. Let's see what's you know, going on. So I back up and I pull up to turn onto the main road. Sure enough, he's pulling out like he's tracking me. And I'm like, what 
in the world. So finally, I turn and I was going to take the back roads to my house so that I had plenty of ways to not go to my house and, you know, kind of take him on a wild goose chase. And he pulls up kind of behind me and then he gets over in the other lane and then goes his own way. It was just, it was either a highly unlikely sort of coincidence, which yeah. I'm sure it was, but it, but it felt like all, everything lined up. I got the stare down. I felt like I was being followed and it freaked me out. That whole night I had crazy dreams Yeah, and I had sleep paralysis, which is crazy. Anyway. I, I think that whole, you know, a lot of this stuff, I, I do a bit how I have, uh, how, I bought a hatchet at Home Depot and it was the only thing I bought, and there's and how it's just weird walking around with a hatchet. But like that started with me thinking, like God, I you know they everyone probably thinks I'm a I'm a you know like psycho murderer, and then I'm like, there's like nobody thinks that. Yeah, no, like I'm yeah. the one that I'm the right. only one that's I'm projecting exactly. that on other people. Yes, and that's I think when you start doing that, like I have a I don't know if I talked about it last time I have a, a oh, okay talking about paranoia. Like I'm paranoid of being falsely accused of shoplifting like i've never shoplifted before <laughs> in my life but if i go in like a target or or like a best buy best buy is the worst sure. they have like you know tsa at the you yeah. know the door going oh, out yeah. if i walk around in there like i convince myself that, that people that are they're convinced you. that i'm about to shoplift and what it does it, it just makes you look way more suspicious yeah because yeah, you change your behavior so now that now they probably are watching me because and it just feeds into this thing yeah and uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely something to be said for <laughs> for trying to control that a yeah. little bit. But but the thing that I thought was crazy about that is, um, it's and a, I wonder you know, what it was. I don't know. But did he just think you? Did he recognize you? Or think I don't know. Was? Or maybe maybe he felt like I was giving him the stare, and so he was like looking who back. Started at, it? Yeah, then, yeah. Who started yeah. the stare? Maybe. Maybe I did. Maybe I was checking out, and he walked in. I kind of looked at him, and then maybe he thought I I was looking too long, and then so all of a sudden, is he he was thinking, is he giving me the stare? He's gonna break. Yeah. And then is he eyeing me down? And then all of a sudden, he like was challenged. I don't know. It was weird, man. But but it begs the question of the you know the ad the uh, age old sort of thing of you know does art reflect life? Does life reflect art? Yeah. Do you find yourself when you're watching content? That it's affecting you in in the real life, even though it's in this you know box on a on a screen. Because for me, that totally was it. Like I, yeah, yeah. I experienced that, no doubt. Because we were in, we had just finished Bloodline, which is crazy. It's all about you know murder and this family and all this stuff. And and then Mr. Robot. So like, my brain was overloaded with this sort of like spinning world of you know uh, deceit and uh, doubt and paranoia. I I don't think it really affects me that much because I just assume that that stuff's going on. You know, it's like I don't. You know, I, I've actually I've known somebody that uh, is like a huge conspiracy theorist. And she uh, she lives out in Washington, D.C. What perfect place yeah. to live, right? Yeah. But she was, she's, con- she's still, to this day, is convinced that uh, planes hit the two towers and a plane crashed in Pennsylvania, but it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. It was a guided missile. I'm like, how... How can you like? I don't understand that at all. That logic. <laughs> they recovered the plane, right? Yeah, or part, pieces of it. But it's like, but still though, like, how? Wh- why do you believe that three out of the four were planes, but this fourth one? I just yeah. And if somebody like, was launching a missile, why wouldn't they just launch four missiles? Exactly. Yeah, I just couldn't figure <laughs> out the logic. I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, but I don't. I don't really buy into the whole. You know, things about like like whether or not we landed on the moon. Like sure. honestly, I really don't care. I mean, I assume we did, but if it turned right. out we didn't, you know, I'd probably be like, 
uh, how can I turn that into a joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're constantly, yeah. So I live in this world where it's like, you know, horrific things happen. Sure. And I'm like, oh, how could I, there's got to yeah, be you something find funny the, about You got to find the silver lining. One of the, one of the things that, one of the most funny tragedies that I've seen was the, the Harambe memes. Mm. <laughs> They're dark, but what is it There's about a dead ones. animal that is just, it's just kind of funny. Like there's this scenarios where you put Harambe, you know, with angel wings in the clouds and what, what's not to love about that? So I, I had, um, I don't want to, uh, see that party game, you know, mar- <laughs> marry, kill, yeah. you know, the third one. Um, so I, I, something funny about that game to me, you know, because it's like, you you when you play a party or would you rather is another sure. when you play at that party game with somebody i'm gonna make up stuff for you to choose right? right so it gets it's weird from the beginning because my sick mind is trying to think up really gross or horrific things <laughs> or uncomfortable or uncomfortable. whatever's gonna make you and uncomfortable then, and then you have to and then yeah but it, so like and when people play like you know you know marry f kill yeah Hitler's like always one of the three for some reason. And I always think it's funny like to try to, and so everyone kills Hitler, right? You have to, but I just say it's like, like, is there a way to play that game so that somebody, somebody has sex with Hitler and then instead of killing him, like who would the other two characters be? How awful <laughs> or ugly would they have to be that like your, your only remaining choice? Would, oh, but we did it with her. I did it with Harambe <laughs> and, um, and so my my three choices were Harambe, Jane Goodall, the the famous conservationist, or the little boy that fell in the moat. Oh, Be- yeah, because like if you especially, and then I want to play it with the, I want to play it with the guy that shot Harambe, because you know as a zoologist, like Jane Goodall is probably his like he probably has a poster of her in his locker at work, yeah. you know, so he's gonna marry her, but then you've got a really. <laughs> You've got a really tough choice left, you know. It's like, do you, do you kill the gorilla a second time, or do you, so? That's how my that's how my mind works. I mean, it's just like you it's, you can't. It's just disgusting. It was just constantly oh, like, I like how can you? I was watching the you know the Iron Man triathlon. Yeah. So like the not triathlon, the not the film. No, 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 not the film. Yeah, but the Iron. But this I'm going to rate the like this to film. Yeah. So so the Iron Man. I was watching. Um, Last weekend, the, the world championship in Hawaii. Yeah, it's a big deal. So it's a two and a half mile swim in the ocean, right. and then a hundred and twelve mile bike ride, and then a full marathon. Yeah, you're just it's like three different ways you can just die. <laughs> and the guy they were focusing on this guy that had a heart transplant and was competing in it. And first thing on my mind was like that guy, like shouldn't you like this is your second chance like should like that's got to void the warranty for sure you know what I mean? like if i was his doctor and i saw that i'd be like dude what are you doing like, oh, that's funny take it easy but the best part was the announcer at the end he's like uh he's like you couldn't write a better ending to this story and i'm like that sounds like a challenge <laughs> first of all a better ending to the story would be that the first guy didn't die in the first place you know that yeah. give up his heart but my sick mind was thinking like what if the guy that was in that got the heart <laughs> transplant like had a heart attack like in the last mile of the marathon no like he but falls over and he's still not across whatever the but line. no he dies but then he's a donor and they give his lungs to another guy and that guy 
Oh, that's a good. That, that's a good then, loop. That'd be then, a great, the great yeah, plot. Yeah, line. and so I then like a that. year later, that guy gets in the Ironman World Championship, you know, in Hawaii, and then drowns in the, <laughs> in the in the first part of the race, which is the ocean swim. I was like, so don't say there's not a better ending to the story. Oh, I was like, man. but it's horrible. <laughs> that's like, crazy. Think? So yeah. obviously, you're you're doing a lot of work. What yeah. what what else? What do you? Is there anything you're working on right now that you're just grinding on that's that's yeah we've been interesting. I, I, yeah, i've been doing honestly a lot of uh, a lot of social food video a lot of food okay. food recipe type video like the tasty with, videos where it's like <clears throat> stuff like that ingre- yeah. ingredients and all that Not, and i'm i'm like i can't i don't like the top down stop motion yeah, yeah. i'm so tired of that you know it's yeah. like so i shoot at two, two cameras I'm the chef, so I'm. I'm not only am I in, inventing. So we have a lot of uh, like prepared grocery f- food, like barbecue meats and yeah. things like that, lunch meats, and so our clients are looking for cool, creative ways that you can do that. And so I'm not only the filmmaker, but I'm writing it and I'm creating the. F- I'm the chef and I'm doing <laughs> all this stuff, you know, in my in my cramped little sure. kitchen, and uh, that's been a lot. I love doing that. And that's cool. And uh, one of the things, uh, one of our clients, we we had, uh, we're doing some road trip type stuff. Yeah. And uh, I still love the GoPro. Um, and I I was sticking the GoPro to the side of this van that we had wrapped with the graphics for the for the uh, for the for the food. Right. We're driving on the highway, and we were doing we were tag teaming like because I had a GoPro on the passenger side of my car sticking out the window. And I drive alongside the van, and then on the other side of the van, he had a GoPro stuck to that van pointing forward. So I'm getting two shots. We're piggybacking each other on the highway, and we did that for a while. Like I'd pull up alongside him and go kind of dodge back and forth and then go up, and then he'd speed up. After a couple miles, I'm like, God, this looks totally looks like road rage. (laughs) Whoever's behind us is like they're going to kill each other. And like I don't know who's – if it's the guy in the van that's mad or if it's the guy in the car. But that was weird. But um, one other thing I noticed, though, so I had my GoPro. You know, I have the GoPro on my passenger side window sticking out. Yep. And I'm driving home and just getting random, like, cornfields going by and sure. stuff, hot cars going by. And I got home and looked at the footage, which I obviously wasn't – I didn't have a monitor for it. So I get home, I look at all the footage. And it's the funny thing is when you pass a car and your GoPro is going – Two things happen. You pass them. There's two looks. The first look is the person looking over and then realizing it's a camera. It's a camera because the GoPro's got the red light yeah. blinking, and then they look back. They look down again, and then the second look is way more pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> like they've had there. It just happens really quick, and it's really consistent. Yeah, especially with men driving. So, they look. They're. I mean, it, they have a look on their face like, "Why are you filming me?" Yeah. Uh, so they don't. Have, so you didn't get any like pe- people that were playful with it that would you know throw you a little smile, a little no, they don't kissy know, face. They little... just don't know what's going on yeah. because it's one thing to have a dash cam, you know, because more and more people are have those now. But when it's on the passenger side window looking straight sideways, it's it just is weird. But they they all looked really con- either really concerned <laughs> or just or just mad. That's I actually great. had to look it up too, as far as um. Obviously, I can't use their likeness, right? But I was just, I was curious. Another funny thing I googled was sure. like, you know, what's the, what are the, what's the legality of shooting <laughs> shooting video of strangers in their cars? Now you're on the voyeur watch list. Yeah, but there's no expectation of privacy uh, when you're in your car. Really? So yeah. Now again, for commercially commercial purposes, you you can't use their likeness. Sure. But you can film them. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's n- no expectation of privacy within your Well, automobile. I guess that's the same with uh, on like a sidewalk too, right? You can film yeah. anybody you want on the sidewalk. Yeah. But I was curious though about the car though because yeah. I mean there was a part of me that was like, is that legal? Uh, Which that's the part of you that says you're going to steal from the yeah. s- from the store. Yeah, yeah, you were. A but worried. in this case though, I didn't have to be paranoid that people were staring at me because they actually were staring. <laughs> they were legit. I have it on camera. They were legitimately yeah. uh, upset with me. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a uh, the uh, GoPro. It allows for a lot of really cool stuff. I've crashed a few uh, from the top of of drones. And oh, have you? They yeah. still work. Those things are like those things are awesome. Now the solid, bigger man. drones that um, I got a buddy in town um, has a, a a drone that'll carry a DSLR. Yeah, and um, that's not as happy when they drop. No, it wouldn't <laughs> make me very uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, what's your feeling as far as drones? I mean, did you? Um, I know you still have. I, I have one. I never use it. Sure, but I mean, I know. Do you feel like it kind of the interest has peaked? And as far as like, and I know you can probably divide it up between like yeah. commercial and consumer. Yeah, I think um, they're not buzzing around like I th- was expecting. Them no, to be. I think what it, what it boils down to is uh, early on, you know, a couple years ago, um, let's say for a corporate video, they would just geek out like crazy for an aerial shot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that it's. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's necessarily gone away. I just think now it's expected. Yeah. Now they just expect. Now people just expect. Oh, if you're going to do this video, oh well, you're gonna you're gonna get the aerial drone shot, right? It's it's more yeah. of an ex- expectation than it is before they never would have asked for it. Like, oh, I, you can do that? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, that is so neat. What kind of gadget do you have? Now they're just like, oh, you're getting the drone shot, right? So yeah. that's kind of what I've seen. Um, but, you know, you know, it, I think it's – to me it's all about purpose and, and motivation. Like you don't need – you don't always need an establishing aerial shot. Yeah. Sometimes you can get it with an establishing shot on a tripod. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's other scenarios where it's like absolutely it's going to help the story and really sell it in to show the vastness or the bigness or the beauty of the landscape or whatever it might be. But there's definitely not um, every video should not have a drone shot. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like you know visual storytelling, I mean, I think that's still something that um, you know whether it's music or comedy, whatever it is, I think you know you have you have uh, it's like design and art. You know, communication versus like personal expression. Sure. And I think when you're in the commercial realm, um, you you don't want to you want to do something different than what everyone else is doing. Right. But then there are also trends. You know, and and keep in mind that like just like in comedy, you have a you have an audience out there um, that that you have to you know move to action. You know, whether it's laughter or, or buying something, whatever right. it is, and. You know they're not as savvy as you are, and so it's. I think I think there's something to be said for keeping with trends uh, up to a point, even though right. the, the creative part of you wants to be like you know, no more drones, sure. or no more slider shots, or no yeah. more. N- well, you know. a, a trend is the balance because a trend becomes a cliche. Yeah, and then but at some point a cliche becomes good. You're like, yeah, it's a cliche because it works. Because <laughs> it works, yeah, and that's. I think that's the the, the thing that. I think too, as you as you get a little older uh, in your career, you start not worrying. You don't worry. You don't use terms like sellout anymore because yeah. you're like, no, I'm getting paid. <laughs> like that's what that's, <laughs> that's if you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So I make um, a living doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a living exactly. Um, so I I think you you lose that. You don't you don't have that fight as much anymore internally as yeah. far as like oh this isn't cool enough or this isn't. 
So yeah, yeah, things come and go. I mean, uh, speaking of coming and going, what's what's your next going, man? What's your what are you excited about? You know, your you know, is, is it the comedy side of things? Oh, I know you know, yeah. It's a little something. So um, I've always uh, so many of my comedy friends have. They all have. Everyone has a podcast now. Uh, and uh, you know, just with my video background, I've been toiling around uh, with. Uh, you know, we've all seen comedians in cars having coffee. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that. So I love what James Corden's doing with karaoke in the car. If you guys remember, Ben Bailey did the Cash Cab years yep. ago. That was a great thing. A lot of this in-car stuff really interests me. And because I had two GoPros, I've been toying around with some stuff like that. And uh, nothing's, I'm just trying some different concepts right now, but one of the ones, it's untitled, but one of the ones I'm thinking about is uh, having other comedians in the car with me and a couple audience members in the backseat and we just drive around and he he or she, that comedian just tries out new bits on that audience and it, you know, just unscripted. Yeah, that's kind of cool, yeah. Because one of the, you know, uh, some of the other ideas were, I was just going to pick up a comedian, we're just going to drive around uh, and uh, and just just riff or talk about stuff. Yeah. but we kind of like the idea. No, I like, like I like little... the audience. It, it would be cool if um, like it's almost like if uh, on like a Friday night or the weekend, like part of the bit is can you can you get the audience? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's sort of funny thing. Like okay, like well, we need an audience tonight. Let's see. Hey guys over there, uh, where are you guys heading? Uh, hey, cool. Can we give you a lift? And uh, we got just a few jokes we want to try out on you. We'd love to Definitely. have you. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, I love this. Yeah, do it. it. You should yeah, do this. Yeah. So, we're, like I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> it's interesting that the technical challenge, um, you know, uh, as always, is audio. Oh yeah. And the thing that I actually found out that worked the best, believe it or not, are just wired cheap. I mean, not. I mean, inexpensive. They're not. They're not the, wired lobs. Yeah. Um, clipped. To right the, to the ceiling to the visor. Yeah. And just 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 right into the GoPro. Totally Because I, I was looking yeah. into some small shotgun mics and all yeah. that kind of stuff that I'm like, well, this is uh yeah, you don't really don't need that because the, if it turns out the visor is so close yeah, to and your, cars are pretty quiet. Yeah. Relatively. So you, yeah. You get decent proximity. Yeah. I, I can imagine that would be all right. And, uh, and so I tried a couple things. So that, that's, that's one thing I'm looking at, but yeah, we're just gonna, we're going to try that and see how it goes. That's been awesome, doing, man. And then for, for go bananas, I've been doing more. We've been trying some different video promos. Yeah. Um, Kind of borrowed a little bit from Saturday Night Live, how they do promos throughout the week sure. for the weekend. So we filmed them on Thursday or Friday, uh, and so it's the host and the headliner do something real quick, yeah, real funny. Bit, I yeah. run home and edit them right away, and we post them on on Facebook. That's awesome. And they've been getting, you know, they'll get eight, seven, eight hundred views, yeah. you know, in, in an hour. That's great. So you're are you using? So you said Facebook <laughs> before you said YouTube. Is that is that your format of choice these days? Or? Well, for uh, for Go Bananas, well. We put it on YouTube, yeah, and then we post, we share the link, gotcha. through Twitter and and Facebook, um, right? So the interaction's still happening in the social sphere. It's in the social sphere, but it's yeah. living as a comedic content on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so then we've got if um, you do this thing with the this show idea you're talking about, that I'm would you all, you would I'm, launch like a whole brand and kind of have it be its exactly. own thing? Yeah. Cool, it'll have its own its own thing. Awesome. Uh, and you know, I just think that it's silly of me not to not to utilize yeah, why, video. Yeah. Do when, it. You know, whenever no one else is really doing that around here. So I'm anxious for that. And then we've got uh, Brouhaha is coming up in Cincinnati, end of August. Okay. That's a huge beer, three day beer comedy festival. Yep. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be doing some cool, funny stuff for that. So I've got all these, you know, funny yeah. comedian friends. We're just, we're still trying to figure out some of them <laughs> want to do some cool sketch stuff. Yeah. 
you know, we've been filming a lot. I've been filming a lot of live comedy shows, and and so it's pretty cool to to like utilize. Well, that. you sound like you're you're definitely uh, busy. It's just busy, and it's really it's way more diverse than it used to be. Yeah. I think, I, frankly, I was getting a little burned out, you know, because I was a creative director, art director sure. for years before I went into video full time. I was really towards the end there. I was starting to uh, almost like second guess that decision because there's, you know, yourself, especially, I mean, there's so many talented filmmakers in town uh, and I always felt like I was catching up a little bit. I was kind of getting a little bummed out too with the technology curve, just constantly having to, and it's like, I'm an idea person. uh, So, you know, kind of going back to more creative direction and copywriting and, and script writing Still doing video, yeah. but for larger productions, probably from this point on, I think I'm, I'm going to be looking to partner with people. This is just yeah, it's it, it's, it's a lot. lot. It's yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's great. I'm, uh, the thing I admire about you is you always have something going. You know, you got multiple things in the fire. You always seem to have a great creative outlet, and that's yeah. I think it's so so important for people to to realize that you know your job doesn't have to be everything. You need to you know sometimes it's nice to have that little sidekick to. Uh, to, to, to let some steam off. So yeah. actually I, I just, I just started a new one. So I just launched my DJ career. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I've, I'm, I'm, a mu- you so seem like a DJ. <laughs> I'm a musician, uh, at heart. Right. So I, I, I grew up playing guitar and drums and all that sort of stuff. Uh, studied sound recording in college. Napster ruined that for everyone yeah. except for like <laughs> The 0.2 percent, i.e., Bart and Adam and the gang at Sound Images. Um, so music for me, it's and it's tough to play live music. You have to have like a group effort, and people have to show up on time, and they have to come prepared. And it's there's a lot going on. Uh, and so, but I realized as a DJ, you don't have anyone else to rely on. Yeah. It's just you. And I love music, and I love multi genres. And so I uh, I started kind of toying with this app that's out there called Pacemaker, and it's it's actually really really smart, intuitive app. And and I don't claim to be like a old school DJ. I cannot use turntables. I can't yeah, do any that yeah. stuff. But beat matching and kind of being crafty with how to mix songs, I really have come to enjoy. So it's just a lot of fun to sit on the couch and kind of put on the headphones and and think like you know what what can I mash up you know. So I actually uh, I got my first gig. It's coming really? up. Yeah, this weekend. In my neighborhood, uh, we have a big party for uh, the neighbor JP, who he's been on the show before, uh, and uh, he's a big film enthusiast. He loves watching movies. And uh, JP, like three years ago, he almost died from like a brain aneurysm. Oh wow! And so every year we have a party to celebrate that JP didn't die. So it's like a JP didn't die party, and uh, <laughs> it gets a pretty good turnout. <laughs> yeah, it gets a pretty good turnout. There's a lot of people that come out, and uh, so anyway, we started, you know, kind of. I said, "Hey, you want me to, you know, you want me to spin, spin some records, spin some music on this thing?" And I started showing him this app, and kind of, you know, we were. And he starts getting excited, and so we start going. So currently in my set list, I'm going to mash up. We're going to start with this, this, just to give you an idea of the kind of DJ I am. And uh, so I've, I've deemed myself uh, DJ Done Did It. <laughs> Because I want people to be like, oh, he done did it. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So I got a moniker and everything. Uh, I got a, I got a call out. I've got like a DJ drop call out uh, that I can put it. But it's uh, so I'm the set list so far is I'm going to go from Thunderstruck, the opener, mix into Beat It, then I'm going to transition to Modern with with uh, Drake's Hotline Bling, which is going to mash right up to Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money, which is going to drop to Panda, the trap music hip hop classic. Then that's going to mix into Jesse's Girl, down to Beyonce's 7-Eleven, and then come full circle to going back to Cali. 
Wow. So I'm like, I'm I, like, there's no rules for me. Like, they, like even the younger audience, like they're gonna hear something like you know uh, Beyonce Seven Eleven, but they've maybe never heard Jesse's Girl. Yeah. But I'm gonna bring it to them. I'm gonna bring them the deal. So uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, like it's it's just kind of fun. And so it's kind of like a little side hustle. But I, I even got this guy on um, this guy on the internet. Uh, he's like he does really cool hand type and whatever. So I reached out to him. We're kind of collaborating on some stuff. Uh, he's gonna do my uh, my official mark. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah. That is awesome. His, his name's Vova. He's from Russia. He's online. He's on Behance. He goes, uh, check his stuff out. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's on my Twitter. It's, uh, it's um, type. Let's see here. Let me, let me, I don't want to mess this up because I, I want to make sure I shout out to him. He's, he's a cool dude. Uh, typemate, T-Y-P-E-M-A-T-E dot pro. Uh, he's typemate on Instagram, the whole deal. This guy is awesome. He's got stuff that looks like it was... Straight out of like 1980s, like hip hop, like it's 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 rad. So I, th- I thought you were gonna say Compton for yeah, sure, no, right there. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not Compton, but he uh, he's a cool dude. So check out his work. Uh, so I'm all sh- the so all the beats of all the, that whole set list there, is it pretty seamless? It's going to be seamless. That's, yeah, that's, it's absolutely that's the part that seamless. Really- yeah, it's all beat matched, and so basically I've been like curating the set list so I know it works. And like it's just it's fun, and so I don't know like how far this, this could I could be one and done. This could yeah, be yeah. like I could launch my career and end it this weekend. So right now it's done, did it? It's done, did you it? You might be changing the name to yeah. DJ One and Done. That's right. Way. It could be DJ One and Done. I don't know, but the uh, I've got an offer already to uh, to to potentially spend a night here at a club in Cincinnati. That's awesome. So Plus, already, you got to do some mic work too, don't you? Yeah. Which, uh, which I mean, you're not having any problem well, with Well, yeah, I'm not going to, but but it's more about the music. So here's here's my uh, my drop. I got a custom drop from the neighbor JP. He helped me with it. Uh, so here's my drop. So normally towards the beginning of the set, you know, you throw your drop in to let everybody know who your DJ is. Mine's, here's mine. Let's see what you think about this. First time ever on air. <laughs> I got sound that's effects. Great, it's great. great. I got all sorts of. Uh, oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be great. I'm. I don't ever not do it. All the, I don't. I go all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my wife thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. She thought I was crazy when we were gonna start this podcast two years ago, and now I'm like, uh, honey, we've got like you know over twenty five thousand listeners. Oh, that's incredible. And now she. So then she was kind of like, oh, okay, you're gonna do a DJ thing. So we'll see what happens. That's so awesome. You gotta have. <laughs> you gotta have a some some kind of. <laughs> I always got we guys like us. We always got to have side projects. If you if yeah. you're a listener to this show, my ch- my guess is that you have a side project. You're doing something crazy. Matter of fact, we'd love to hear what your crazy side project is. Uh, hit us up as always on Twitter, Instagram at FTB Podcast. Email us. Uh, go to ftbpodcast.com and join the Slack group. Are you on the Slack group? I need to get you on the Slack no, group, No, but man. actually, I just started using Slack because there, there's yeah. uh, me and a couple other comedians. Just we throw around some ideas. Yeah, started using that. It's well, a pretty cool. Sh- sh- shoot me your email. I'll get you on the group. We've got yeah. over uh, sixty filmmakers in a Slack group from all over the country, and people are sharing reels. And you know, if somebody has That's a cool. problem with After Effects, you just go on the Slack group, and it's pretty cool, man. It's a it's a neat little community. I actually, just like post my uh, unfinished documentary on there and just see if somebody wants to finish it for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Four, four and a half years later, I'm like, yes, you probably uh, could. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that's, that's always fun. And uh, that's, what's cool about the show is connecting with others. And uh, man, it's been great to catch up yeah, with you. Thanks again, for having man. me back. I, I, I'm glad you were good, good time. Able to come time. On. Alex is, uh, he's uh, filming on a movie. 
Is he really? Yeah, he's been like the next several weeks are just absolutely crazy. He's booked. Um, I think he's down in Louisville. Oh wow! He's running B camera for a uh, for like a like a Hollywood film. It's like uh, I think they have at least like a ten million dollar budget. It's like a real film. Yeah. So he he couldn't disclose who who it was and that sort of thing. But evidently the DP caught him and was super impressed. And so he's he's hustling, man. That's cool, he's man. grinding. You're, so. gonna lo- you're gonna lose him soon. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We, we, I mean, the seat's always open. Yeah. It seems to fit you pretty well there, buddy. Oh, man. I know. I, like I said, I, I'm still – I'm still – my C100, oh, I'm yeah. like in love with that thing. Yeah, man. I'm still – I'm not anti-4K. I'm just like I love – I just love it, man. It's so small and like I just yeah, love just, the look of it. It just works. It just works, yeah. So, well, I'll tell you one of the cool things uh, when it comes to gear is we got a big announcement today. What's that? Well, the listeners heard at the you beginning. You guys giving your guests well, prizes? The, yeah. Oh, packs? yeah. So last last week, we gave away to uh, one of our listeners uh, like a $400 DSLR bag from Timba Bags. Oh, wow. And so we actually announced that uh, just this week, and we gave that to let – me, let me just read that on air just because uh, we tweeted it out. Um, but the winner of the Timba bag went to Drew Gaynor. Drew Gaynor, um, he says, I'm so excited for the bag. Thanks so much. So uh, he got the the bag. But this week, we are brought to you, as you heard at the beginning of the show, by Benro USA. They make tripods, heads, that sort of thing. And they are going to be giving away a tripod and head package. So really awesome, high-end, quality tripod with head. Um, so we will be posting that on Twitter. You'll see the pictures, the whole deal. As always, to enter to win, you got to do three things. One, shout out on Twitter to Benro USA at Benro USA. Shout out to at FDB Podcast and hashtag FDB Giveaway. That'll be for the entire month of August. And I think that's about it, man. You got anything else that you want the people to know about your upcoming gigs or where they no, can find that's out? that's pretty much it. No, I'll, I'll get that uh, that comedian's uh, video video blog. Is that, that, that going to be a vlog or a series? What is she? I don't even a, know what to call it. Is vlog a thing I still? I don't think it's don't a think thing, that's anymore, a thing anymore. That was like a. So you got podcasts, you got yeah. written blogs, and, and then, then video, or is it just it's video just a channel. Blog? It's your it's channel. Just, it's just it's a YouTube show, channel. Right? It's a show. Yeah. You launch a show on YouTube okay. and you so just I'm do gonna it. Do. I'm going to launch a show. Launch the show, man. God, I can't oh. I don't know how you feel about yourself being on camera, though. I hate it. It's, oh, it's yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, you just get to a point, especially when you do stuff like this, that you just kind of you just commit to the fact that you're you know, totally whoring yourself out. Yeah. And yeah. you just get over it. You know. So, yeah, first first couple times we did the podcast, it was like, this is kind of weird. And then... It just becomes like... We all meet some women. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes second nature. You know what I mean? So, well, be careful when you're making the show. You, all those cameras, you driving around. We don't want people to get the wrong impression. No, no, no. They, yeah. I don't, they're, well, they'll, yeah, they'll probably already have it. <laughs> it's just, I'm just weird. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I'll tell you what. what uh, we would love to be your audience on the show. So when you record the show... You and Alex. Alex, That is a great idea. We would love to be in the car to hear this material. That would be be, so funny, too, the back seat. And maybe... There's no floorboard. Maybe what could be fun is we could... uh, Maybe that that is... Can we stream a live podcast? Yes, at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Like somehow, oh, like in tandem, like that. your show goes live. We podcast the show because we're on there. Like the whole thing. What can, a great idea! We got to right, do this. That. Is great. All right. 
Can so we drink? Filmmakers, can we drink while well, you're I was driving? About to say this is a really good question. So it's is that legal? Is that legal? Filmmakers <laughs> drinking bourbon with com- it's comedians and cars comedians. drinking bourbon or something. <laughs> comedians filmmakers drinking bourbon while comedians and cars drive <laughs> drive. That's perfect. Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm oh, sure. Man. I'm sure some of it's legal. I mean, there's like. <laughs> You can, well, first of all, you can be somebody. Actually, somebody already. You can ride a shotgun and with a roadie. No, no, I don't. It can't be open. You can be drunk. I think you just can't. I don't think you can do open container. Yeah, because a designated yeah. driver. Yeah, and there's but another comedian. I can't so you remember. can't sit in the back seat and drink. I don't think so. Now, you can't have an open container in the car. That's a problem. I don't think so. That's a problem. Whether you drink it or not, it doesn't matter. But you guys just get hammered and then get in the car and we just drive. Yes. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah, we could do that. Something like that. So. Oh, we got to do that. Good times. Great. Oh, man. It's so much fun to have you on the show. Thank you so uh, much. And, guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you, as always. Uh, if you have a chance and you haven't already, go to iTunes, search Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. We love a five-star rating, a great review. Uh, hell, we would even love it if you just talk bad about us, if that's how you really feel. Uh, we find those entertaining as well. So um, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.